our research has shown that one in five Brits have reduced their meat consumption during the coronavirus lockdown. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan meal. Come join us if you're vegan curious. Hi, my name's Ashley. And I'm Sarah. And uh, this week we're Papa John's Vegan Curious. Isn't that right, Sarah? Yes, we are. There is um, one big, big piece of news to talk about today, and it is that Papa John's have released a new vegan pizza. Um, uh, it's called the Vegan Full English. Is that right? Sounds about right. Yeah, Full English Breakfast. I think is what it's called. So, um, have, you, have you have you had a vegan Papa John's before? Uh, yes, I have done. Yeah, but um, I had it without cheese. So, okay. That because because normally I don't really like fake cheese, um, and I sort of wrestle with it in, in, on pizzas and that sort of thing. If it's Call like yourself a, sort of a mu- vegan, I know, but it, oh, you know what it's like. I mean, if it's like a nice artisan cheese, then I then I quite <laughs> like it, like a nut cheese. But these kind of coconut based ones and stuff, I, oh, I don't know. I just tend not to like them. Basically, it's the cheaper cheeses I just don't really like. Okay, so if it's not a La Fomagerie, plug, plug, send us some free cheese, yeah. then it's not, worth, <laughs> it's not worth having then. Yeah, basically. Um, anyway, Ashley, I just happen to have one here in front of me. And, um, and so do I. The difference is mine is really cold. but um... <laughs> Your uh, Zone 2 pizza got delivered a lot more quickly than my Zone 4 pizza, which is interesting, isn't it, in and of itself? Um, yes. That's true. So, so describe I mean, it then. Well, why don't you describe it visually? Uh, while, you, first, while you eat it. And I can eat it. And then, I mean, do you want to eat your cold one? <laughs> well, let's play it by ear. So what we're talking, okay. it's, first of all, it's uh, it's a large pizza. So it's going to cost mm-hmm. you, unless you do a deal of some variety, about 20 quid. So not cheap. And they do have cheaper vegan pizzas. It's a special um, I think they do a uh, well. They know they do a breakfast pizza, which has got kind of meat stuff on it. This one has got vegan cheese, obviously. There's some sort of um, soy sausage. It's got potatoes on it and some mushrooms. But the big twist is instead of just having a tomato base, it's got baked beans on it. Uh, baked beans you know on what? the pizza, Sarah. Mine hasn't got any potatoes on it. Really. How funny. Hang on. It just I was just looking at it and you, as you were describing it and yeah, mine hasn't got any potatoes on it. Wow, are you sure it's vegan? Sure they haven't given you someone else's oh pizza. Oh my god, don't do that to me. Are you joking? <laughs> oh my god, this is a really bad time for this to happen to me live on air. It can't be. It's got beans on it. Yeah. And what's does, that? Does 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 the does sausage... it look, does it look like Frankfurter? Yeah, basically. I'm sure the meat one's got bacon on it or something, so I think you'd probably be all oh, right. Oh, this is just beans and mushrooms and sausage. <laughs> okay. So they've, wow. obviously run out, they've obviously run out of potatoes, probably why it took, took ages for them to deliver. But anyway, go on, get it in your mouth then. Well, I've just had a bit. Did you not hear and? me? I thought I was really loud. Uh, um, no, okay. Go on I then. Mean... I'm going to have a mouthful while you witter about it. Go on then. Okay. Um... Yeah, baked beans on a pizza. I'm not a fan, to be honest. Also, I feel like I've been kind of duped out of the entire experience 
based on the fact that it's got no potatoes on it, um, which in and of itself is a bit of a shame. Um, so I'm not that impressed, to be honest. I mean, historically, I haven't really been that impressed with Papa John's pizzas anyway. I don't know if you have, but um, it's just a bit soggy. Like, I find it a bit soggy. Mm. And, and, and because it's not got any potatoes on it, the texture is very similar. It's sort of quite dense and saturated and just, mm. um, yeah, it's a pretty damning review, really, isn't it? But I, if I was going to give it a, a number out of 10, I would probably give it a three. Wow, okay. What about well, you? Well, I'd say, firstly, we should have done this test with a hangover. Because I think with a hangover, you'd probably give it like nine and a half. How do you know that I have a hangover? I'm just assuming you don't. But we're obviously like different ends of the – we're still social distancing, so we're obviously not in the same room. Um, so I can't – maybe, you know, I don't know. But you haven't got a hangover. Um, it, uh, I think it's okay. You know, I think baked beans are weird on pizzas. And I – you know passed it around the house and everyone was going really uh it's just a carb mm. fest and so not a lot of love um sausage bits are quite nice potatoes it's okay having said all that i mean it's a massive pizza i've still managed to eat about two thirds of it love you but, yep but um oh my god i hope you've got a lot of exercise planned for today well i've already done it that's the point you know i was i was in positive because i'd been there swimming and cycling and, and now i've just like basically destroyed it all but but there you go so big story papa john's pizza um this does kind of bring us on to the you know the it feels a little bit like you know we're recording this um obviously still lockdown but i mean who knows what lockdown means stay at home stay alert don't eat breakfast pizzas um but i think it it's you know you're starting to see a lot more um cafes and restaurants certainly in london start to do takeaways have you noticed this yeah i yeah i have done um there's a few that are opening up around us just for takeaway but then actually to be honest with you a few of the coffee shops are doing it anyway um even Mm. before the like latest revelations of stay alert um fish and chip shops open um which is very good actually just in terms of the vegan options obviously chips um but that's yeah. that's pretty decent and then there is a couple of coffee shops yeah but every, but on the whole everything's still closed um well um the evening standard have done a rundown of like their their top london vegan places that are now doing delivery and there's quite a good list i mean mildred's i think they started about two weeks ago so you can get that fantastic kind of dal curry thing they do then uh, one of your favorites biff's jack shack the filthy fried jackfruit people. So you can get burgers and wings from them. I've never um, been to this Jack Shack. Oh, okay. I'm making that as go along. <laughs> it's one of your favourites, I think. It is one of my favourites, as is What the Pitter, basically oh, the yeah. kebab shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the other end of the scale, Pharmacy, That's uh, that's and by Chloe. Um, and also um, Puretza, who would probably, I think, do the best vegan pizzas in town. And a plug for, if you're in North East London, uh, Walthamstow Curry House Spice Box, which is really, really good. Um, oh, okay. There's a few people as well, including our old mates at Verga, who are doing kind of DIY kits. So the idea is, is that they send you it and then you can reconstruct their... Uh, you know, reconstruct their signature dishes at home. So, I mean, that's quite oh, okay. interesting. But, I mean, you can start to see 
people opening up, although I guess it'd be some time, I think, before we're all sitting in some uh, vegan restaurant. But here's a question for you then. When lockdown finishes or when all the cafes are open, which establishment will you be going to first? Oh, uh, that's really tricky. Um, I did actually have a think about this the other day because um, I was looking for uh, ideas for like a sort of lust list um, post-lockdown. And uh-huh. I definitely would say that kind of in my top five, definitely buy Chloe's on there. Um, uh-huh. I think, oh, God, I mean, La Fromagerie, vegan cheese, got to be on there. Probably mm. Crosstown donuts as well um and then just even stuff like i you know this sounds really like disgusting but i'm actually a really big fan of costa's um toasted sandwich that they oh, do yeah, like vegan okay. ham things actually quite nice just that sort of thing it's just yeah honestly, it's just the luxury uh, it's it now feels like a complete luxury to walk into a coffee shop grab a snack and a coffee and just yeah. wander on down the street doesn't it your, your priorities completely change honestly that's the, that's the thing that I'm lusting after is just going into a coffee shop and getting an oat latte and something else and then just kind of sitting down staring out the window for five minutes um, I think this is probably true for everyone though isn't it I mean I think yeah. you know most people have kind of got to that point I think it, you know it's good to have something to aspire to isn't it something it's good to have a dream if you don't have a dream, how are you going to have a dream come true? Um, um, speaking of dreams, um, and if we're talking about... Have you been we... dreaming about me again? <laughs> no, 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 not this time. Um, oh, okay. That was last month when I was really bored. No, I am... Um, okay. uh, obviously, one of the uh, kind of big things of the last couple of weeks has been a particular shortage, a particular food stuff shortage that has been playing out in uh, British supermarkets. Um, can you... Guess what it is? Marmite? No, not Marmite. Um, Give it a couple mm. more goes. It's it's more about it's an ingredient rather than a, uh, well, something that yeast. you eat by itself. Oh, yes, very close. Yes, flour is what I'm flour. talking about. Flour, yeah, yeah. I know so, there's a flour shortage, isn't there? There is a massive flour shortage. Um, and actually ironically i was reading um today there's an article in the new york times about this which is absolutely unbelievable in and of itself um it's the title is pandemic baking britain has an um, obscene need for flour which made me laugh quite a lot um but i've actually been baking things for the first time and when i say for the first time i'm not really much of a baker like i'm quite i'm quite useless um or maybe it's just like a lack of effort but i've started to think about bakes that I could be making in particular I made some cookies this week which were um wheat and gluten-free they had no flour because obviously none was available so I had to improvise and I made some chickpea cookies and were they good they were actually I was quite pleased with myself um okay they were high protein and uh they had uh yeah it was basically kind of um using the chickpeas and blending them up with a bunch of stuff like peanut butter and maple syrup and um uh, a few nuts and things to make a sort of uh yeah high high protein flour free cookies and uh, i have to say that, that i was pretty impressed I was pretty so impressed. this is your top tip if you can't find any flour crack open the chickpeas absolutely yeah okay. and, and save the aquafaba for some indeterminate point in the future when i might choose to make something with aquafaba which i still haven't achieved yet but yeah uh-huh. so so despite the fact that there's a surge in the need for flour and nobody's got any there are ways around it 
Well, like I say, you know, that gives me a dream, something to pine for, think about the future when I can taste your aquafaba-based based, uh, cookies or uh, cakes. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, when the lockdown's over, I'll probably stop baking again. It'll just, I think yeah. it's just a fad, mm. to be honest. Yeah. Um, anyway, what have we got? A friend of mine, actually, a friend of mine, oh, yeah. a friend of mine is... Um, She's been making chili jam. Oh my gosh! You know, I I never thought chili jam was useful in any way, or, or just you know, I just kind of what do you do do it? What do you use chili jam for? And then it's so good. I have chili jam on everything, so I'm having chili jam for breakfast, dinner, lunch, you know, afternoon tea, anything. Chili what is jam. Chili jam like a pickle. Well, it's just jam, but it's got chili, so it's like kind of sweet and. Sp- spicy at the same time okay so it's just amazing i'll 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 ask her if she can get you some as well lovely that sounds great up in the post on the last podcast episode of vegan curious sarah we talked uh, a bit about the lockdown and what we thought the implications were for vegans and veganism and we were a bit pessimistic and negative don't you think uh about the potential longevity of the trend towards plant-based food yeah because yeah. i think there, there was a lot of momentum in the early part of the year and all of a sudden it went seemed to disappear uh yeah i guess so i mean i, I think the the data still says that people are eating more plant-based food but i think we were sort of i, I guess that originally my perspective was people are panic buying everything <laughs> so that sure. was sort of one of the reasons wasn't it that, that obviously a lot more um plant-based alternatives were being bought because i guess a lot more of everything was being bought but certainly um the trend does seem to be continuing right well well you know we've got a special guest on in a minute and he'll talk a little bit more about that but there are lots of sort of signs that um the the lockdown and the coronavirus covid19 uh uh, pandemic is is having on kind of people's eating habits so like for example our old friends at the eu so these are the people who were uh, seem to be in hock to french farmers and you know we came up with the idea that you couldn't call a veggie burger a burger and it had to be a veggie disc have now basically outlined support for 10 billion pounds sorry 10 billion euros get it right um for what they're calling green transition and part of this is is all about to be spent on areas like alternative proteins such as plant microbiome marine that kind of stuff i mean there are some other weird things in here but they're spending money um at the same time as well um beyond meat uh a company obviously were listed in the in the states uh it just basically gone through the roof um you know it's quite an interesting discussion um, on a kind of blog post on Veg Economist where they talk about that whilst pandemic is crippling the animal meat industry, the plant food sector is gaining strength. And they go on to say, as well as distribution problems with animal meat, um, consumers are realising the connection between animal agriculture management and the series of the disasters that have arisen from it. Um, well, you know, as I say, we've talked about mm. this a little bit before, you know, whether it is down to the fact that it's all about the wet markets in uh, Wuhan and that was the source of the, the, the virus. But, I mean, I think, again, you know, there's there's obviously lots more evidence that people are moving beyond eating meat and hopefully embracing veganism. Yeah. And part well, of that is to like... do with how they feel about the, the, the pandemic. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly the thing is, it's it's um it's really hard 
tease apart like those variables isn't it I definitely um see that people are eating a lot more plant-based meat uh in particular uh, but then I suppose if you look at the US and the reason that like those uh sort of alternatives um in 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 the US are doing really well because of obviously the, everything that's happening with the meat processing industry and the fact that it's in a complete and utter tailspin and can't um effectively socially distance and plant closures and that sort of thing so there is actually mm. i think there is scarcity in the us um when it when it comes to meat and and i think if if there isn't availability it's like basic supply and demand isn't it but the reality is that people will be switching to more plant-based alternatives um and that's certainly gathered steam in the last what two or three weeks hasn't it and i think that people are uh, are panicking and are thinking well, what we're we going to put on our plates um so uh, i'm interested to see if that if that really does continue but like you know once um the sort of meat industry gets back on track if if it does i guess if I mean, it ever it does i mean yeah that, yeah becoming a question isn't it yeah i think so yeah like there's a there's a an argument to say that potentially people will be switching to more sustainable um uh, diets and lifestyles and kind of looking at ways that maybe they can um contribute or, or to you know to protect their own health and that sort of thing which is obviously something that's on other people's minds at the moment i think it's just that there's so many different factors um at play aren't there which is why it's kind of so fascinating and 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 really everybody's going to have their own different unique viewpoint on it aren't they but mm. it's certainly it, it's certainly interesting that the eu are plowing money into uh into vegan vegan businesses to help kind of create that future i, I guess it's just going to be interesting to see if if that if the long tail of it is that it continues or or if actually there's a kind of contraction of the plant-based meat market after um the you know supply of meat becomes more mainstream again i I just don't think it's gonna happen i think people have made that change and they're getting used to meat substitutes and dairy substitutes you know and i feel really positive Probably now is a good time to introduce our guest. So we've got Matt Turner um, from the Vegan Society. Um, I spoke to him uh, a short while ago. So basically, the Vegan Society did some research, um, sort of like in the first couple of weeks of the, the lockdown. And the figures are that they came up with that twenty percent people cutting down on meat, and fifteen percent on dairy consumption. Um, and the main reason why they're saying this is basically largely down to health worries. That's been the big driver. Um, but, you know, at the same time, people have um, been experimenting with different foods. You know, maybe it is because they can't get out of what they want. But there has definitely been that element mm. within within uh, within the lockdown. So um, I'm gonna, let's go over and uh, let's see what Matt has to say now. So those of you who listened to the last episode will know that Sarah and I talked a fair bit about um, the impact of COVID-19 on veganism. Um, it's fair to say, actually, we're probably a little bit negative. Um, there were some interesting stats we were getting. So Nielsen in the US were reporting big sales on things like chickpeas, rice, vegetables and all kind of other types of vegan food. And at the same time, you know, in the middle of the lockdown, uh, kudos to lewis hamilton who announced a major expansion of his meat burger so there was some good stuff going on but i guess sarah and i both felt a little bit like that there'd been such momentum around veganism you know it was everywhere people were talking about it in january um and it just seems like it's dropped off at the news so 
we were a little bit concerned maybe that some of the gains that happened in January um, had kind of like begun to uh, drop off a bit. Um, but I'm really pleased to say, actually, that according to some new research, that isn't the case. So I've got uh, with me today, our special guest is Matt Turner. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So, Matt, you're the media officer for the Vegan Society. I am, yes. And so you've done this research and it says apparently you're actually saying that you think that um, veganism in the UK at least has actually been really kind of taken off in lockdown or, or gone even further in lockdown. Yes, you know, our research has shown that one in five Brits have reduced their meat consumption during the coronavirus lockdown. Now, that doesn't necessarily surprise me, uh, simply because after the unprecedented success of Veganuary and the, and the swathes of new vegan products hitting the shelves in recent months, it's, it's no wonder that many consumers have made the switch to more plant-based alternatives uh, during the pandemic, whether that be for convenience or cost or concern for their own well-being, the environment and, and the rights of animals as well. Um, I, you know, I mean, I did wonder, and one of the things we talked about, I, was, I talked about with Sarah last time, was whether people defaulted to comfort food, the kind of stuff they'd always eaten. And But you think that people are actually trying new stuff as well? Yeah, people are certainly trying new things. Um, I, think, I think the data shows three main strands behind why people are opting for plant-based alternatives instead of meat or dairy products. You know, these are the facts that their preferred product isn't on the shelves, uh, the desire to improve the rights of animals, the environment and their own health. And lastly, the actual cost of meat and dairy produce as well. I think I think this last one here is particularly important. Some corners of the media seem to think that veganism is an unaffordable lifestyle for many. But the, but the reality is anything but, you know, swapping out mints for lentils or chickpeas, for example, choosing fresh veg over meat produce for a curry or a stir fry is actually rather cost effective sacrifice flavor and I, I think we're seeing i think we're seeing that consumers are starting to cotton on to that and do you think the fact that people have a bit more time you know i know from my own experience i mean i've been doing all kinds of weird experimentations with lentils and tofu you know do you think people have more time to experiment with the cooking as well and that's Absolutely. encouraging them to try new things Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think people do have more time on their hands. Um, and like I said, you know, some of their preferred products aren't necessarily available. So it's, it's given them an opportunity to experiment in the kitchen, not to mention cooking in itself. I mean, I know it isn't for everybody, especially if, especially if you were working in nine to five, but cooking can be very therapeutic in the evenings. So that's, that's probably, um, probably a good point to make there. Um, and in your research, or sort of more anecdotally, you know, are you getting any evidence that people are looking at the source of the virus and they're concerned that there may be links between eating animals and the kind of the way the virus is spread? I certainly think so, yes. Obviously, it's, it's very important to be clear that this is the utmost seriousness. And, uh, and as always, you know, as an educational charity, we'll be guided by, by the evidence and the science that we have to hand and and it's been determined that obviously COVID-19 is a, is a zoonotic pandemic, which means that it was first found in a non-human animal. Um, not all pandemics are zoonotic in origin, but many are. And the transmission to humans can occur in many ways. But these diseases are often given an opportunity to spread due to the exploitative ways in, in which animals are kept and transported to places like wet markets and slaughterhouses so naturally that begs the question you know naturally this means that, that a vegan world would reduce these problems substantially 
by lowering the risk of these diseases being caught by non-human animals in the first place and then being transferred to humans. However, it is important to note as well that, that it wouldn't eliminate this risk entirely. Uh, we, we just hope that when we return to more normal times and COVID-19 has been beaten, it will lead to a re-evaluation uh, of our relationship with animals and our treatment of farmed animals that is a wider yeah. society. So this build back better that people are kind of talking about, you know, you think that it's going to be, um, you know, more people adopting a vegan diet just basically for ethical reasons. Well, I think the survey did suggest, you know, although a good 40 percent of people said that they picked the plant based product because their chosen, their preferred product wasn't available. You know, 43 percent said they were doing it uh, for for very compassionate reasons, you know, for for their own health and well-being or for the rights of animals or, or for environmental reasons. And these are the kind of key reasons why people go vegan in the first place. Mm. So your uh, survey did throw up some interesting ones. The one that kind of made me laugh a bit was that almond milk is the most popular milk, which was a bit of a shocker. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a diehard oat milk man. But um, but yeah, almond came out top, apparently. Yes, yeah, it did. Um, I, I think part of the reasoning behind that and maybe the lower figures on oat milk uh Maybe maybe cost related, but uh, but obviously we we weren't really we weren't really asking those questions. Um, the most popular products that people have tried are, are vegan alternatives to meat, such as vegan sausages and vegan burgers, uh, pulses like lentils and chickpeas, and as you said, you know, an array of plant based milks, mostly soy milk and almond milk. And I think what this does is illustrate is that people are looking for an easy, convenient, like for like switch, and not only that, but they're actually quite liking what they've tried as well. Yeah, no, that's that's good. And, you know, just kind of moving away from the survey, what kind of feedback are you getting from vegan businesses at the moment? Because I can imagine that for some vegan restaurants, now is a really worrying time, you know, in terms of the fact that not everyone's available to do takeaways. And, you know, are, you know, are, are those those people talking to you? And, and what are they saying? Well, it's certainly tough for vegan businesses out there, um, as it is for pretty much pretty much every business moment you know obviously so some will have capacity to do a takeaway service and some kind of online vegan supermarkets will have the capacity to kind of deliver food to people as much as they possibly can um but obviously i think a lot of people are now relying on the on the supermarkets who have installed kind of swathes of new vegan products i feel like in the last decade we've gone from the corner of a health food shop to occupying the entire aisle of the supermarket you know? uh so it's it's one of those things where now veganism vegan products are so readily available and accessible people can can go to the supermarkets and be assured that they can get some brilliant vegan produce but i do also feel for those kind of small businesses out there who almost led the way and were trailblazers from the very start who now seem mm. to be suffering i mean the, the only thing i'm encouraged by is, is the fact that the vegan community is a very altruistic one naturally and um you know i think i think people will be rallying around to support businesses in any way they can yeah um and I, one last question again this is an anecdotal one i think that there's an element of this going on is that you know quite often people have found themselves in lockdown with non-vegan partners um you know and uh, you know i say what what advice would you give to vegans in that situation you know how you know how can they continue to persuade their partners to carry on that vegan diet you know that they may be experimenting with now but hopefully will adopt in the future yeah i think i think it's it's definitely about being understanding and and it's also about encouraging them to open themselves up to kind of new tastes and new cuisines even if that means you have to take charge in the kitchen for a while 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you could introduce your partner or your housemate or, or anybody, you know, family members to some really exciting vegan food that you might not have had the time to introduce them to otherwise. So it, it, there, there is a real opportunity there, particularly for people who you live with um, when it comes to introducing them to new vegan alternatives and almost helping them along their vegan journey because we have to be really cognizant of the fact that, you know, not everybody does it overnight. Not everybody finds it easy. Luckily, some people do. Um, but for the others, they do need support and encouragement, both from those who they live with and their friends and the wider vegan community. And I do feel that our website is, is actually a really fantastic resource for those who will go and stay vegan and, and almost kind of start their vegan journey. You know, it's got a lot of information yeah. about, about nutrition and loads of amazing recipes that you can try. So, you know, if you, if you are struggling for ideas or if you are struggling for motivation, then I would highly recommend um, that you head over to Vegan Society's website. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for that. I use it, you know, all the time. So oh, thank you so much for, for your time. Really appreciate you coming on to talk to us. Oh, thank you, Ashley. So we've had a pretty action-packed show. Um, it uh, has been quite a spectrum of different things, including uh, the fairly awful start for me personally with the Papa John's pizza through to <laughs> your, your fascinating interview uh, with the Vegan Society. Um, so potentially we could be looking at a, a, a brighter and lighter future for, for plant-based food um, as long as people don't eat the Papa John's all-day breakfast pizza. Um, but uh, Way too harsh. That, I, well, yeah. I don't think so. I think it... Um, I, I, I'm just still really miffed that I didn't get any... The tater tots on on my pizza um what have we got coming up next uh, on the next episode ash so i've been reading this book called tender is the flesh have you heard about it uh i have but um i think for the benefit of the listeners you should give a quick synopsis so that uh, next time we can get into the details it, well it's written by a woman called uh augustina Batterica. i think okay. well right. she's an argentinian novelist and the book basically the subtitle is if everyone was eating human meat would you um it's just been it's come out came out in the, the uk and the us fairly recently but it's kind of kicked off i guess a trend in in people now looking at vegan novels so we're going to look at the rise of the vegan novel so we're having our own little vegan book club next week so um or two weeks time rather so um heading it's going to all be very highbrow and intellectual oh my god i better skip that one then you're on your own um all right that sounds fab um so if anybody uh, has any suggestions for uh vegan books that we can be reading and that we can review on the show then let us know um, or, or or vegan food that we can make sarah eat as well that yeah you know, and anything with mayonnaise in it is always good yeah, particularly anything particularly disgusting, um, including beans on pizzas. I'm really laying into it, aren't I? Um, but how much uh, of it's left? How much have you eaten? I've had a bite of one slice. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I honestly I, don't think. I, 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 I want to see it. the evidence. I want to see the evidence you've eaten it, and you know. And if you don't eat it now, you're going to get it for lunch and dinner and breakfast until you've eaten it. I will, I will send you a picture of the uh, bird-sized amount that I had off the end of one of them, um, okay. just just as proof. But, uh, yes, so we will be talking about that um, next week. We'll be doing a vegan lit review. Um, and, like I say, if anybody's got any recommendations, let us know. Um, otherwise, find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Curious, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan Come join us.
in your meals Nothing tastes as good as being vegan feels Come join us if you're vegan curious And don't feel sad, don't feel blue So it ain't so bad, I swear it's true Just use the right condiments And you'll even like tofu Don't be furious Just be vegan curious Life is good, life is sweet When on your plate there is no meat Come join us if you're vegan curious Come join us If you're vegan curious